0: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read at PG-13.
1: Good morning, grinders. Welcome to the DFS pregame Game Show here on Roto Grinders. I'm Jordan Cooper. Aka Blender at Blender HD. If you want to follow me there on Twitter, and this is the show where we were a little late, a little late this morning. Sorry. This is the show where we'll we'll talk a little bit about yesterday's slate, right? Obviously, for my tone of voice, didn't do very well yesterday, uh, but but uh, we'll, we'll we'll look through the results, DB, and then uh, then we'll take a look at uh, at the early slate today, right? Whenever there's like an early slate, and we could build lineups together, and you could I could show what you know my process. That's what I do. So I don't know if we can. Are we going to have all the lineups today for the, for the, for the, we're probably not. Okay. We're Twins Reds. We got, we got a two o'clock. We got a, okay. Probably not the league, right? The 337 Padres Athletics game. No, probably, probably won't have those lineups, but whatever. Are we play. are we playing bats in those games? Maybe not. Who knows? We'll take a look. And I see you guys in the YouTube chat. Feel free to. Type in, chat away, ask your questions. I see you guys. I see you, what? Oh, uh, it's scrolling back. Suki Singh, Edward Brown, Daniel Hutchings, Card Fan, Brian Taylor, Andrew Garcia, Jay Newman, Jerome Lewis, Michael Dompier, Hog Lawrence, Matt Co. I see you guys in there. So hit that thumbs up button. Give me those dummy thumbs. Uh, hit the subscribe button if you're new here. Hit the notification bell to know when you go live. Uh, so yesterday... It always, it always, whenever the chalk, the chalk, well, I mean, Wheeler didn't really, I mean, I mean, you, you could have still won with Wheeler, right? 17 points. But like the Yan- the Yankees, the Yankees stack. The, I don't know did the Yankees stacks really get there. I mean, you got uh, Cart- Stanton, Judge. I mean, just the one-off bats got there. So yeah, so you were pretty good, LeMahieu. I mean, yeah, I guess Sanchez got 12 points, but I mean, he probably wasn't in the winning lineup. So you have the Yankees. Yeah, the Braves were much more owned than I thought they were going to be. I pl- I played a bunch of the A's. I played a bunch of the Braves. I played a healthy amount of the Yankees, also. But I was playing more as, as secondaries, right? Being it's a fifteen game slate. Why am I playing stacks that are fifteen percent owned, fifteen to twenty percent owned? I thought the Braves would be a little bit less. Turns out they 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 were chalky too. Well, I'll be fifteen. Riley fourteen. Swans uh, uh, Dan'sby Swanson thirteen. Freddie Freeman was only five, though, right? Because people are like oh, lefty, lefty can't do that. Why? Why? It's it's John Lester for crying out loud. But he really Lester only had one bad inning, and the Braves didn't do anything else past that, pretty much, right? Solaire thirteen percent owned, right? of The Red Sox and they failed. I didn't. I didn't have as much of the Giants, but really, like the pitching plus the you know, like like I I I should have more Luis Gill. I didn't have enough of him. Some people didn't have any, like I looked across the board, like outside of what dude of life over here, like not that much Louis skill. I mean, cause you, 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 are taking a chance. I mean, this, this is a guy that was not very good in the minor leagues, but just only, strikeouts and walks. Like, it's just like no control, but he actually pitched very well, but the Orioles are nothing to, you know, they're, they're not very good anyway, but if you want to take a shot at him at 4k, I thought that was fine. Just that I, I limited him. If, it, if the bat had him as the top point per dollar projected pitcher, not, not raw points, but point per dollar wise. So I limited him thinking that he, I thought number one, he'd be more owned than 7%. And I thought that, you know, 4k pitcher, I mean, uh, how much, how much, uh, ch- how many lineups am I going to, you know, take a shot on this? So, I mean, I played like uh, Jordan Lyles in some lineups and said, I played Corbin, who actually did very well? He was only one percent owned, nineteen points. I mean, he could have done a little bit better than that. But we, had Giant Squid, had a bunch of him. But that's about it, right? Jordan Lyles, right? Some people, right? Brick, Brick, twelve percent. The Colts, they're seventeen. Giant Squid, eleven. Okay, right. I and I decide whether whether or not I was going to play Suarez, Jose Suarez, who actually didn't do that bad either, eighteen points. Some people had the, the cheap, the cheap pitchers. A lot of people went with Louis Spatino. I had none of them. I was actually uh, considering playing bats against him; that would be overowned, and he was fifteen to fifteen point nine percent. But still, people people had a giant squid, didn't? Due to life, not much. The Colts, not much. Nerdy tenor, not much, right? But then you have Neil Corfield and Neil JBC had a bunch, right? Dylan Cease. I mean, you needed him pretty much, right? Thirty-seven point seven. He had what 11, 12 strikeouts or something. I had too much Mania. I I thought Minaya would be lower owned. I was way off on on my my ownership yesterday. The Braves were were much more owned than I thought they would be, and Minaya was much more owned than I, I thought Minaya would be single digit owned. Right? That's why I played a ton of them. I played I played like Mania in like forty percent of my lineups. No, like nineteen percent isn't like highly owned. It's a but it's a fifteen game slate. I knew Wheeler would be owned. I just thought it would be Wheeler, and then Cease, and then some more Bueller, more Taiwan Walker. I thought Taiwan Walker would be like twenty two percent owned. I thought Ryu would be twenty percent owned. I thought Freed would be a little bit more. I thought Maeda would be like ten percent owned. So that would take all that ownership away from Mania. But nope, I was wrong. Manaya didn't even pitch well, so it didn't even matter, right? So it looked like so over here, like paid like not many had like what Doodle uh, Giant Squid at thirty four percent, but most across the board had less of Manaya, and I ended up with more of them, and I ended up with less Cease. I have had about this the field of see. so I, I, I still have plenty of Cease, but not as much. Same for Molly. most people were a little bit over on that just looking through here this is what I do in the morning look through and see where we did up the whole point of looking through this is seeing now that we have all the perfect information I'm not talking about what happened necessarily in the games is that would you have made the same decisions and I wouldn't if I knew the if I knew the Braves were going to be much higher on than I thought they would be I would have had less of them if I knew Mania was going to be much higher than I thought he was going to be, I would have had, le- I would have had less Mania and probably more Cease, probably more Ryu, probably more Taiwan Walker also. But if I knew he was going to be 11% and not like 22, 25%, and that, would, that wouldn't have worked out, but it would have changed my decision. I would have had way more Louis Gill if I knew he was 7%. And I knew he, wa- he wasn't going to be like Kylie. I thought he would be like 10 to 12 That's what I'm looking at. Like I knew, like Lyles would be like five percent, three or five percent, probably even less. I thought he would be maybe three percent. I knew that. I had a couple of couple of Adrian Hauser lineups. Yeah, but I knew that it'd be three percent, right? It's not going to change that much of my decision. It's what things came up that would have changed it, and how do I rectify it? looking at the youtube chat julio canto my new favorite show thanks for the great insight you're welcome hit the thumbs up button. brian taylor asked where does your ownership basis come from well uh, here at rotocrine is we have we have ownership projections doesn't mean you have to trust them completely i change stuff they give you it'll give you a nice base Sometimes I, sometimes, it, sometimes it makes sense. Right? Sometimes it makes sense. Sometimes you look and you go, that's what I said. I, I, it's like, if Manaya t- was what? 90, 9,400. Wheeler was 9,700. Cease was like 80 something high eight. And high one Walker was 8,500. Ryu was in the 8,000s. Wheeler was overpriced at 10, 10, 9. Same for Molly at 10K. It's like, eh, I don't know about that. So I just thought that the price difference between Wheeler, I just didn't think there would be as many wheeler Manaya lineups and I thought wheeler would I thought wheeler would end up probably a little maybe a little bit on than 43 percent so I thought that would just plummet the Manaya ownership I think we projected him to be way lower owned than than, than 19 I didn't think he would be like two three percent but I thought he would be like eight six to eight somewhere around there and if you compare six to eight for Manaya and like 44 to 48 for Wheeler, then it's like, you know, why not play Minaya? That, 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 what, six to one difference in ownership. It's just a, they're not going to be, they're not is going to beat out Wheeler more, more often than that. So play those lineups and don't play as many Wheeler-Minaya lineups. So that's, that's what I was going into it with. Then stack-wise, the chalk got there. I mean, all the, the Rockies, all all the all the team totals that had high team totals, they, they got there, right? You just went by team totals. You did well yesterday. The Yankees, the Rockies. The, the Braves didn't even get, I mean, really the Braves didn't get there as a stack. Jose, uh, Jorge Soler got there. Freddie Freeman got there, but that's about it. Didn't get there as a stack. The Rockies got there as a stack. I mean, bits of the, the the Blue Jays now, Blue Jays are pretty, pretty much three guys, right? Springer, Teoscar. Like a 3 men. would have gotten there. Same for Milwaukee. Like I had a bunch of the Brewers. That that whole stack, that stack didn't get there. Sure, Adamas and Abby got there. Not much else. Well, I guess Glaber Torres got there for the Yankees. He had 14. Just looking through. Just looking through. But like, there was no like outlier outlier. There was no... Knowing that you needed needed right, Sam Hilliard right? Did you need him? Twenty nine points, Diaz right? You pretty much needed like the Rockies plus Yankees was I think the winning lineup yesterday right? Rockies plus Yankees. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, right. <laughs> Five man Rockies, four uh, three man Yankees. Yeah, the two highest team totals on the slate, and then you then you get different a pitcher right? You go Ryu and McCullers, and you win with that colors against the Giants, against uh, the Dodgers. But if you take a look at this Colorado stack, it's not as high, it's not, because it it, it it doesn't have the top of the order, right? It, it it doesn't have Blackman. It doesn't have Crone in it, right? It has LeMayu instead. And then you have Sam Hillier at the bottom of the order. And Elias Diaz, so you're playing the seven and the eight hitter. Right, so that's why it's a little bit, it's, it's, it's not as high. High owned of a rocky stack, and then you play a Lance McCullers instead of a Wheeler instead of you know Mania at the top at three percent on, which is I get it on the, in this type of lineup it makes sense. If you're going to play the two the, two of the you know chalkiest teams on the slate, well you're going to have to find a place to get different. If you're not playing Wheeler, you're not playing Guild, you're not playing you're not playing Manaya, you're not playing even Cease like Cease isn't even in this lineup. JBC One. Like what was the next pro shares? See, this is Wheeler Cease. But still, Colorado, New York. I mean, here you go. One, two, three, four, five. There you go. And Odor instead. That, that's what killed this guy. Not having Rodgers instead and moving McMahon. Or, yeah, I mean there was there was a way to do this. Let's see. What's, what's this this lineup? It's very, I mean similar with a Kyle Tucker one off. This is a 4 3, a 5 2 1. TJ's best lineup. Colorado with the uh, Colorado. Oh, Otani. Otani always gets screwed up in our stuff. So you got Otani in there. So it's a 5 X with Toro and Adama's. Okay. Kikuchi and Cease with a Colorado 5 man. Colorado 1 2 3, a 5 man. 5 2 1. All right. Moncada. Vaughn and Otani. Pretty much that Colorado, right? Colorado, like, I mean, I'm looking at my cheat sheet on the highest projected ceilings on the slate. You know, the top two? The Yankees and the Rockies. I mean, so, like, there, there you go. But when that happens, it's just, I'm not going to win. Like, I, I, those are the nights that I just, those are the slates I just don't win. I, I just don't win those. I'm sorry. The two highest owned, the two highest projected owned, highest team total teams on a 15 game slate. Win, right? It's just, it's just not going to happen. You move on to tomorrow. I'm just not. I don't think I'll ever win those slates. So I'm just not going to have. I'm not going to have many, many, if any, of those types of lineups. I'm not going to have these lineups. I could have had a five. If I played five X, I was playing five three mostly yesterday. See so the Elias Diaz, like at three percent, like this type of build with the the Rockies. Just that it's you know not playing. Well, you could have played Story Blackman that middle of the order, the top of the order, right? That it's like the top three guys went like zero for twelve or something, and everyone else three down was 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 great on the Rockies, right? Isn't that what happened yesterday? Anthony Marcus said I went with nothing but one offs across 20 lineups. Decent night. Only did it because I have been terrible at stacking. Well, you're not, you're going to be losing money. To, did you, you might as well just burn that money. You did it to what? Well, you had a decent night. Okay. Then keep on doing that and come come to me at the end, after 100 slates. Let, let's see if you're not broke by then. Brian Taylor as a single entry player, what would you use to help you decide which stack you're going to use? I struggle as a Jays fan as they are often in a good spot. As I say on every show, I'm looking to play the highest EV stack possible. The stack that has a high probability of winning that is under-owned. That's the key. The key is not the high probability. It's the underowned. And we'll take a look at, uh, at the, this afternoon, this, uh, what, the early slate? Do we even have ownership of this? Let's see. Let's see. If we even have ownership. Is this is it the correct ownership? I don't think so. Is Brandon Logan only going to be a quarter percent? This doesn't look right for the early slate. No one could be this low owned. I mean, it's only a four game slate. Everyone's low owned on the four game. No, this this can't be right. No, this, this how is that possible? That the, the highest owned player is eight percent on a four game slate. No, no, this. So let, we're not going by this ownership. But like on, yesterday, on yesterday's on yesterday's slate, I mean, I show this all the time. August, what was what was yesterday? August third. Like, this isn't complicated. Like it's not complicated as Monday. Whatever, who cares? Let's just take a look at the, look at whatever this is. Monday, August third. That doesn't make sense. Oh, this is from a year ago. That's why. Monday, August third. Tuesday. What Tuesday, August 3rd? Tuesday, August 3rd. Is this going to do? Okay, here we go. So here's the slate IQ for yesterday's slate, right? I believe this is from yesterday. Okay, this is based on the plate IQ projections. Here, it'll show you based on the simulations that Roto Grinders does. The projected ownership and leverage for five, four to five hitter stacks based on results of the 25 most similar slates. Use this chart to visualize team ownership and expected knowledge. Apply your own lot own knowledge, make educated assessments on which team could provide an advantage in tournaments. Right? And this obviously, obviously if the ownership and the projections are off. It, it, this could be different. You could run this, you see, you could build a program or something to run this yourself with different projections you could do, but just the concept just the concept it's not complicated the tools are out there it's not complicated the yankees are going to be based on simulation the highest chance of being the winning team the winning stack the yankees 8.4% they're going to be owned at at 8.5% so they're about efficiently owned okay they're about the same chance as the win of what they'll be owned the Angels, according to this yesterday, was seven point nine percent. Colorado was three point three percent, but they were going to be owned at four point six percent, which means they were going to be over owned. In general, not not the whole lineup, right? Like I said, if you didn't play black, if you didn't play the top of the order, you lost ownership. This takes into account. This is just the averages. But still, this this doesn't mean who, what's going to happen. You need you you need if you, if you're going to play DFS well, you have to stop predicting what's going to happen. Okay, it sounds stupid, but that's actually what you're doing. When if you ask me what what am I going to do on this early four game slate, what do you think is going to happen? Once you're th- once, once you're trying to think what's going to happen, you're going to lose at DFS. Your only goal is to put a probability on what could happen and then see if the market is efficient based on that probability. So that's what that's what this chart shows. Like I played a bunch of Minnesota yesterday. Now this chart is based on the plate IQ projections and not the bat projections. So you have to adjust this a little you can, if you're using a different projection set. But here, look at Minnesota. They had a 3.1% chance of winning based on slate IQ. But we're going to be owned at 1.6, like significantly less than that which gives you a ton of leverage. They're, un, they're significantly under-owned based on slate, I feel. Which means it's more valuable to play them. So I played them. <laughs> there you go. Tell me, tell me what, what's so complicated about this, right? <laughs> right, I take a look at the Cubs, right? Oh, they're, 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 they're about officially owned. Right? They're not that different, right? Boston, a little bit more, right? But Do I want to play Washington? I, uh, Washington, Miami, Houston? Houston, 0.1% chance of, of winning. Like, no. Let's look down here. Maybe I don't mind some Cardinals, right? They only have a 0.6% chance of winning, but they have a little bit of leverage down here, right? Baltimore, right? Here you go. Arizona, I played a bunch of Arizona yesterday. Arizona, one8 chance of being the winning stack. They're going to be owned at 0.9%. So they're significantly under-owned, according to Slate, I feel. So you play them? Do I play them in eight million lineups? No, you. That, that's all a matter of diversification. But if you're playing single entry, like if you played Arizona, if you wanted to play an Arizona five man in single entry, well, the rest of your lineup just make just play the Yankees with them, play the Wheeler, play play the play the chalk. Because look at look how much you know they're, they're barely going to be owned in single entry, especially. Right, you're gonna play Minnesota. Same thing. Play, if you, once you play a Minnesota five man in like the one twenty one or whatever, whatever single entry contest you're in, you're good. Play the chalk everywhere else. Or you could do the opposite. You could say I'm going to play the Yankees five man, which is going to be chalk. But now you have to get now you're three man. Now did the other the other players in your lineup, the pitchers, you're not going to play Wheeler in that lineup, right? You're already playing one. You're playing the highest owned team on the slate. Yeah, they're 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 efficiently owned, but they're still going to be the highest owned team. Where are going to we're going to are going to be different. Right, so it's going to have to be different—a picture, different at the one-offs, different as a three-man, whatever you want. So you have to decide which one of those things to do. When it comes to when it comes to single entry, you're playing one lineup type of thing. I'm more likely to get different at the stack. Now it doesn't mean I'm going completely off the board, but I mean it's just it's it's not it's not going to be the, it's not going to be a chalk team. And I don't even know, like looking at the looking at the early slate. I, don't, I mean, I don't even know what the ownership's going to be. We ever gonna get are we gonna get one? Are We're not gonna get when, who's gonna we, we could run these. Okay, let's see. Let me run this. Okay, so we have bad so the bad projections are updated. We just don't have the ownership is not updated. So you're like, well, how are we gonna judge based on whatever? So what I'm gonna do. Oh, we well oh, we got soft change. Oh, we got we pushed a new update to uh to, to slate to uh to line up HQ or maybe maybe go over that on friday we got some custom rules yeah we'll, we'll go over this on friday maybe not today okay so i'm i'm just going to run lineups i'm i'm just thrown off by been testing this so i'm going to run 300 lineups with maybe two unique players i'm going to have a hitter max exposure at 50 and a pitcher at 50 just to just to get a sense just so, so it gives me at least somewhat different lineups, three hundred. So I'm gonna I'm gonna build I'm gonna build uh, three hundred. Okay, so I ran three hundred lineups. I put in you know just five man, four man stack, just whatever, two you, just bare basic stuff. Now, obviously, I'm using the bat projection, so that's not what everyone is going to be using, but it's going to be at least directionally probably similar similar to what, you know, other people are looking at. And because we don't have, own, we don't have like direct, like ownership. Like I, I'm not getting like a number here projected wise. Okay. So what you can do is just run 300 lineups, like similar types of lineups that you would see in the contest. So five man stacks, four man stacks with like one off. So whatever, because people, people still make those types of lineups. And just see what comes up more. Right. So we see here, like we took a look at the stack summary, a lot of Cincinnati, then milwaukee then minnesota then san diego then seattle so a lot of cincinnati who's pitching who's pitching against the, let's see what's going on because right, i didn't even look at the slate so a lot of cincinnati why would it be the, against uh, charlie barnes who the hell is charlie barnes i thought yesterday it was supposed to be griffin jackson is this, a, is this a twins bullpen game it may be something like that charlie barnes who the hell is charlie i don't even know who charlie barnes is. he's in the players. Point yeah, yes. They have the highest team, right? Okay, look, this, the Reds have almost the six six implied team total. So, does it, it? It makes sense that the Reds will be one of the highest owned teams on the slate. But then we take a look. Let's go through. Let's look. Let's look at the pitcher. So we have the Reds as the chalk. Switch over here. Let's uh, Gilbert. So we get a Gilbert Peralta Castilla. Yeah, this makes sense. Gilbert Peralta, Castillo, Peralta is expensive. So you just see lineups like this, right? We're looking, I mean, we don't have to care about the ownership number because the ownership is wrong, right? It's just, it's these are blanks and from yesterday or whatever. So here, even, even, even Daniel Daniel Touchings, nerdy tenor in, uh, in, in chat is going through, right? I've computed a very rough estimate, estimate of efficient ownership my sims right so he, he, he's making his own ownership this is based on a 300 man contest on dk using the bat projections okay so 300 minutes So not even a large field five man stack frequencies are cincinnati 29 milwaukee 15 minnesota 9 oakland 7 pittsburgh 5 san diego 12 seattle 8 tampa bay 13 okay but that i mean that goes along if we take a look i just ran it just, just with very bare basic whatever we look at the stack summary, it's like, look, Cincinnati, Milwaukee, like the top are the top two, right? Minnesota is up there. San Diego, 12%. So basically Tampa Bay projects a little bit worse. I mean, and just think about, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to make, you know, 300 lineups and 50% just caps. Obviously if they put it down to like 40 or something, i will start getting, getting some Tampa Bay stacks. This just gives us a sense of what's going to be chalky, what's not going to be chalky, okay? Because then you have to determine what you're going to do. We're going to make three lineups today, okay? I'm playing three lineups for this early slate, okay? And they're, they're, they're going in smaller field. I'm playing the 121. I'm playing the 66 and the 44, which are small. I mean, the couple of hundred, right? The 44 is only a 1,000 the first or whatever. So I'm playing. I'm also playing these lineups going to be in the 18. So just in case it happens or whatever type of thing. But these are the lineups that I'm going to play. So I'm building three lineups based on the, I mean, obviously I'll need to change if uh, if lineups change. But taking a look, it seems like Cincinnati is by far the chalk. By far. So then Milwaukee. Okay. Facing Steven Brault. Yeah, that makes sense. They have a five point applied team total. Okay. This makes sense. Gilbert. Is going to be chalky pitcher, which means the direct leverage path would be to play the Rays. So, taking a look at the Rays lineup, they have a 4.42 implied total, so not horrible. So, Brandon Lowe, I mean, they're they're expensive. How are you going to be able to fit them in? Are you going to play Charlie Barnes? Maybe not. You can play Freddie Peralta? Maybe not. Maybe you can play Montes. Maybe play Montes against the Padres. So you could play a Montes Gilbert lineup, not play Castillo. And you could play the twins against Castillo, right? That, that could be, that could be a path. I mean, on a four game slate, I don't think in terms of like, let me build some lineups and seeing what they're, what the projected ownership versus the, like, I just, I just think completely, completely tactically. Like if you wanted to, you could if you played the if you played the Rays, you can play, you can play the Reds with them. In smaller feet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could do that, right? If you played the Rays against Chalk Gilbert. Assuming Gilbert is gonna be Chalky. Let's see what the I mean the Reds are expensive. So where are we? You have Farmer. You would play Farmer instead of Franco to, to, to lose some money there. You're probably gonna still play Stevenson. Suarez, because you don't have, you have Wendell at third base here, but Suarez is cheaper. So you can, can make Ray's, Reds lineups against Gilbert. But let's say you played Gilbert. So this is the other end. If you played Gilbert, then who would you want? Who would you want to attack? Freddie Peralta with the Pirates? Maybe not. Maybe you attack against Castillo. Right, so you play Gilbert and the twins. Because that's what I would look to do. Like I take I take a look at at uh, who the chalk pitchers are gonna be, and it's gonna be it's gonna be Peralta Castillo Gilbert. Maybe and then I mean they'll there'll be ownership like Josh Fleming to get a little bit of ownership. Musgrove and Montes a little bit of ownership. I mean they'll, they'll still be there. But do I want to stack against Peralta? The problem with Peralta is I'm not sure, I'm not sure what his pitch limit is gonna be. He was pitching well last game and like he came out after like 68 pitches and he's 10 K now from a floor perspective, he's probably the best on the slate. I mean, up against the pirates in that matchup, will he be overowned? I think I'm less inclined. I, I'm, I think I'm less inclined to play him based on, based on our projections, based on the bat projections. Like, it, yeah, he has the best raw points, but it's not, is that dramatically different from Castillo? Is it even that dramatically different enough from Gilbert and not another what four points? I think I could survive that, right? From a point per dollar perspective, Fleming is the first. How 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 long is he going to pitch? Right, he did, He definitely doesn't pitch that long. Right, he had seven Ks in five innings with eight hits. But some of these starts, I don't know. He plays Seattle against them. I don't know. But that's what i'm looking to do tactically on a on a small slate where can i find leverage well the easiest place to find leverage is stacking against pictures that are going to be owned and you could do that on a 15 game slate but you also have so many other options as well that you don't need to do that like if you wanted to play the yesterday yeah uh, the the nationals against wheeler sure yeah yeah you're, you're stacking against the 43 percent owned pitcher. But that still may not win you like, like do you think used to, the stack still needs to be like one of the top scoring teams on the entire slate? So not only do, do they have to, did they have to beat Wheeler? They have to beat Wheeler and, and score 12 runs compared to 30 other teams on the slate. It's less likely to happen on a four game slate that maybe the top scoring team only has five runs, And it just so happens to go against the chalk pitcher and like, okay, I'm fine with that. So look at this. I, I, I want those types of combinations. So I don't want Gilbert. Do I want Gilbert and Castillo in the same lineup? No. I'm not going to play Peralta. Should, should I play the? Should I play? Should I look at some pirate stacks? Maybe I should. I'd like the way to get different in pitchers to play one of the in the Padres Athletics game. That's what it seems like. Seems like playing anyone in this game would be better. So that's what I, that's what I'm going to look at. Okay, so I'm going to go back to To the lineup builder, to lineup HQ. Okay, build rules now. I'm gonna bring this down to one. Bring this down to whatever. I could type this in. Hundred. Hit or mastered? It doesn't matter. These don't matter. I don't want to get more. I want. to get at least diverse lineups to look at. At least. So I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look into player groups. I don't want to play Gilbert. I don't want to play Gilbert and Castillo together. Okay. Obviously it's not going to let me play Gilbert and Fleming together. It's not going to be too Oh no, I no, I I, I got to do that as well. Gilbert and Fleming and Musgrove and Montes. Not to play both sides of a game. I don't think I I don't think I have, Yeah, you could. But I think I'm only going to end up playing one of these guys. Okay, so I'm going to go there. I'm already deciding not to play Barnes. I'm not going to play Peralta. Right? So that makes sense. I'm going to be playing five threes. I'm playing small field. So I just want to get two two teams right. Okay? If I was playing larger field, I wouldn't play five three on this slate. And let's see. We're going to be playing... Of Tampa Bay against the chalk. Let's see. 20, maybe 20. Take a look. Take a look at 10%. Remember, I'm just playing three lineups. These aren't gonna be you know, like all the lineups. Do I play Seattle against Fleming? Cincinnati. Like, I don't want to play Cincinnati. Like, I'm 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 purposely avoiding the five-man Cincinnati stack. So Tampa Bay and Minnesota, Tampa Bay and Minnesota are the, the leverage pieces. So let's take a look at more of those and right and I'm, I'm going to be playing Montes or Musgrove as you know the other yeah so let's take a look at that let's move the bumps it gets a little bit more lineups like that a little bit more lineups like that Right, so we're not playing any Cincinnati playing mostly you know, I just take a look at some Seattle Pittsburgh and Milwaukee just so we could take a look just see, see what's there and uh, secondary stack percentage, let's just put up at uh, 20. Or it doesn't even matter. We're going to get a lot of Cincinnati. Yeah, we're going to get a lot of the same things anyway. Okay. Number of unique players, two. let Let's Do we even need to do two? Let's do two and make more lineups than we need. Okay. Let's Put to 200 unique players, 49, we could, we could do a thousand on the table. I don't mind leaving that, fine. Just, to, and we'll build this. So look at what I did. I made the strategic decision beforehand. I didn't like, like go and go, oh, what could we do? And just like, look, I looked, I looked at what's going to, what's going to be chalk, like Cincinnati and Milwaukee as bats. And then Gilbert, Castillo, Peralta as pitchers. And like, how do I not build those? And the stuff that's chalk, it gives you more relative value to play the things that are negatively correlated to them. So when it comes to the pitchers, it would be playing the Twins, playing the Rays, playing the Pirates. And when it comes to batters, which you don't get as much relative value, it would be playing Charlie Barnes or Stephen Brault, right? You're playing the pitchers against the high total teams. But truthfully, you don't get enough. You don't get as much relative value from that. Oh, if the Cincinnati Reds fail, that means Charlie Barnes did well. Well, the stack failing could mean that they, they score four runs. The stack fails. You're right. The stack fails. But Charlie Barnes gives up gives up four, four runs on four walks on one strikeout and ends up with three points. I mean, like, ends up with nothing. Right? So that doesn't mean... If, yeah, if they score zero, sure. Charlie Brown's probably had a good game, right? They put up zero. But failure for a stack is is like not scoring the most. But they can still have an okay game and just not end up in the winning lineup. So now I'm running lineups to see what what, what these types of lineups look like. It's going to take a while. Five, three, different. Oh, okay, here we go. Not he couldn't even make that many lineups. So here we go. Something like Montez Castillo. You're still playing a three-man. Okay, these are Cincinnati-Milwaukee lineups. Okay, these these are the chalky lineups. Okay? See, I probably wouldn't play Cincinnati-Milwaukee together. But it's obviously they they project the best, so we're going to get more of them. Right, we're going to get tons of them. Okay, here's Cincinnati-Tampa Bay. So let's take a look at this. Montes Castillo, Zanino, Choi. Like, this is a lineup that's playable. Right, 96.73. So I already did whatever I needed to do for ownership purposes. These numbers don't mean anything. So Tampa Bay, where's this one? Tampa Bay. We'll save that. See, I don't want these Cincinnati, Milwaukee lineups. I want something more like this Fleming, Castillo. Well, you can't, I don't even think you could play this lineup. I think you need three teams in your, in your, in your, I don't think this is even an eligible lineup. Or is it? I don't know. I always thought you had to play like three different teams, like, because even the pictures are from the, these teams. Here's a Seattle. Seattle. Here's 96.34 with Musgrove and Castillo. This is possible. Kellenick. The bottom over here. So here we go. Like these type of, these Gilbert, these Milwaukee, Cincinnati lineups are just like, I'm not going to play them. San Diego, San Milwaukee. Are there San Diego going to be owned enough? Yeah, they're going to be owned decently. I'm looking for. I'm, look, I'm basically looking for. Let, let's just do it, do it by this. I could just go by the stack summary. Right, we're just not getting enough of right. Tampa, not getting much of Minnesota. Let's take a look at these Pittsburgh ones though. Okay, because this is direct leverage on Freddie Peralta. I don't mind these, right? 94, 93. Votto, Farmer, Winker. Castillo, Musgrove, Stallings, Cat. Do we have the Pittsburgh lineup in even? No. Gamble's leading off. Take a look at that. Stevenson. I think these are very similar lineups, but this one projects a little bit higher. So look at that. I need to get more Minnesota lineups that's what I'll do. Can we get more Minnesota lineups in here? I'm going to take down all of the, so we already got the Tampa Bay lineups. Let's get more Minnesota lineups in there. Run this again, go back to let's take a look at these these Tampa Bay ones. Stack summary, Tampa Bay. Okay. So we already got this one up here this is the top projected one another top right this is Montes in it Musgrove Castillo 95 96 this one's higher okay I mean I could just take the highest one yeah there you go here here's here's a Cincinnati Rays. Montes Castillo lineup so okay I don't I, I like we'll save that one and now let's take a look at these Minnesota lineups. Should have made more. Now we still barely, he's still getting more Milwaukee, right? Still barely making them. Do something like this. Musgrove, Gilbert, Jeffers, Sano, Polanco, Rooker, Kepler. Is Donaldson Is going to be in the lineup today or is he not? Is Arias going to back cleanup? Is that how bad this lineup is? Yeah, okay, This is the, this is the lineup. One, two, three. Let's take a look. They're on the road, so I don't mind. So one, two, three, five, eight. With Escobar Adamas and Avi Garcia. This isn't that bad. 49-1. It leaves money on the table. Save that. So we got we got our Tampa Bay. We got our Gilbert. This lineup has Gilbert in it. Then what else do we need? Let's, let's, we want to play a Pittsburgh lineup or do we already save that? Yes. So basically, we saved the, the three, the three pitchers we're pitching against, right? So the high is 96, 95, 94. Okay. These, okay. They aren't that bad. So like this lineup goes against Gilbert, even though I'm playing Gilbert in one lineup. So this lineup goes against Castillo and I'm playing Castillo in two other lineups, right? I'm still playing the Reds, but not as a primary stack. Vado, Farmer, Winker. I got India, Suarez, Farmer. So it's even two, two different Reds. We got Zanino, Tiermeyer, Lowe, Meadows. It's all over the place. Joy. Whatever. So there we go. If I wanted to play the top. Right, these are the top projected whatever lineups of the type that I want. Five three, with Rays. I want a five man Rays against Chalk Gilbert, a chalkier Gilbert. I want a five man Minnesota against a chalkier Castillo, and I want a five man Pittsburgh against a chalkier Peralta. As long as one of the one of the chalkier pitchers, because it's it's the easiest way. It's easiest way to find leverage on a four game slate. Because, like, you could play the A's. Like, you could play the A's of the Padres. But I just think Musgrove and Montes are the pitchers that are going to be less owned comparison to Castillo Peralta and Gilbert. So I'd rather use them as my pitchers rather than get the, the bats that are going to be slightly less owned. Like, Cincinnati is going to be the most owned. But, like, the difference between San Diego and Milwaukee is not dramatic. Or the A's and and uh and San Diego, like all like they'll be owned, they'll eight to ten percent as a stack or something like that. But I think the Rays, like we take a look even at nerdy tanner, right? Milwaukee 15, Minnesota nine, Oakland seven, Pittsburgh five, Tampa Bay thirteen. See so, yeah, I mean the lowest would be Pittsburgh, Oakland, and Seattle. And I'm not even playing against them. But the problem with that since that I don't think those pitchers are going to be owned. They're still going to be owned enough that I don't think I'm going to get leverage. I don't think Fleming is going to be owned enough. I don't think Musgrove is going to be owned enough. I mean, Brault is definitely not going to be owned. I want to win the small I want to win the slow scoring slates. I want, I want 30 plus percent of the lineups to be dead. And my st- while my lineups go up. So that's why, like, like even though, like, Seattle, for instance, Seattle may be the lowest-owned team on the slate. But Fleming isn't going to be that owned. If Fleming was 40% owned, yeah, then I, I have no problem playing this, the, the, the Mariners. So even though they're the lowest owned, they provide about as much uh, relative value as the Twins do. Because, yes, because Fleming is not his own, but Castillo's going to be owned. It's going to be way owned. Gilbert's going to be way owned. So even though the Rays are going to be what ten to twelve percent owned, well, it's going to, if, if Gilbert's going to be forty plus percent owned, every point that Gil, every point that Gilbert gives up, every point that I get comes across comes out of forty percent of the lineups in the comp. And obviously, you can extend this to obviously larger larger slates. But it's especially I'm looking for this especially on smaller slates. When you have an up op- on a game slate, we have so many options. You don't need to the relative value differences between teams. Aren't going to be that dramatic because you could, fi- you could find low owned teams. You don't need to stack against. So you need, you need to find the extra relative value. Just that. No, the, the chalk is going to be chalkier on a, on a four game slate. How do you get different? Just understand that the, the, the probability, the winning team, the winning lineup is most probably going to be Cincinnati plus the Milwaukee, with Gilbert and Castilla. Like that's gonna be the win, that's most likely to be the winning lineup. And you could see what that I built specifically, not that lineup. <laughs> like specifically, I could identify what's the most probable lineup. Your goal is not to play the most probable lineup, your goal is to play the most profitable lineup in the long run. So if we were to play this slate a hundred times, two hundred times, like an entire baseball season. And I, and I made my lineups like my Pittsburgh lineup, my Twins lineup, my Rays lineup. And we did it 200 times. And you played your Cincinnati, Milwaukee, Castillo, Gilbert lineup. By the end of that 200 times, I more money than you. you. You win. You min cash more often. You win 4X your money more often. But that of 200 times. I, 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 I come in the top 10 like four or five times. Some, maybe first. You you come in, you know, you come in 300th place a lot and get, you know, 3X, right? You get min-cap in 1400th or whatever the hell. Way more often than I do. But I come in first more often than you do. So at the end, I make more money. So it's not about being right today. Like I said before, I'm not looking to predict what's going to happen. I have no clue what's going to happen today. You really think that Peralta is going to do this? You really think? I don't think anything. I just look at the probabilities now it's a, it's a guesstimate, right? I got, got player projections. I don't got ownership projections. So I just, I guesstimated the ownership. The Reds are going to be twice as owned as, as any other team on the slate yet. They're not twice as likely to score the most points on the slate than anyone else. I mean, even compared to Milwaukee, they're twice as owned as Milwaukee. If anything, play, play the Brewers. But people, they, the five-man Cincinnati stack, especially with Farmer in there, is a cheap piece. Aquino twenty-seven hundred down here. Suarez is under four k. And then you could you could still play two You could still play Castillo Gilbert. You could you could still do that. Montes Gilbert something you could do something like that. So that's to me they're going to be over. They're going to be overowned. They're the most likely, but not they're not that likely. But if you told me the Reds were only going to be 10% on this slate, I'd be jamming them in, like there's no tomorrow. So it's like, I don't like, so, so people will look at this and look and think, oh, Jordan doesn't like the Reds today. No, I, I love the Reds. The Reds have the highest likelihood of putting up the most points. I love the Reds today. Love them. Based on projections, you can see. I love them uh, to do well. How often are they going to do well in comparison to what they're owned? That's all, that's all I care about. So if I believe that they, they have the, a 30% chance of putting up, uh, you know, the most points, but they're going to be owned in half the lineups, then you, I would hate them. they would be the worst. You'd never play them. You'd X them all out. You wouldn't even play them as one-offs. You tell me that they, the Reds today on this four-game slate are going to be 5% owned? I would have hit the lock button. I would have played, if, if you told me, if they're going to be 5% owned and I'm playing 20 lineups, they'd be in every one of my lineups. Every single one. I'd play five-man stacks, three-man stacks, that one-offs. I mean, the reds would just be everywhere because they'd be grossly under-owned. So that has nothing to do with whether or not I think they're going to do well today. I know I know about the probability of them doing well. What 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 is the efficiency of the market? meaning the ownership. Are the pirates going to be over owned? No, they're going to be under owned. Not by that much. They're still they they're the team on the slate that has the least likelihood of putting up the most points. But if they're going to be owned if they're going to be owned on a four game slate at like 3%, they may be the top scoring team on the slate 5%. Still the lowest. It's still the lowest. But it's not as low as what it's going, not as low as what it's going to be owned. Especially if Peralta is going to be owned and I get some extra extra relative value from that. So this is how I approach four-game slates. I don't, I don't necessarily, on larger slates, then you could kind of just, when you have ownership projections, you could go through and go, what types of lineups do I want to build? I could build this, I could build that. There's so many, so many more choices. On a smaller slate, I go pretty much directly with what gives me the most leverage? What's the easiest way? So I don't have to think of, do, do I play this guy or that guy? I just like, okay, who's, who are the truck pitchers? I'm going to stack against one, two, three, done. Play three lineups and hopefully one of them gets blown up. There you go. And that's it. If one of them gets blown up, then you're going to have people tilting in chat, tilting in our discord. You know, Castillo has a bad game, right? Castillo has been pitching well now recently. But it's not like we, we haven't seen Luis Castillo just throw a dud, give up four home runs in a game. Walk, walk five guys then 50% of the field has him at, at negative eight. And then I have the Milwaukee, I have the Minnesota stack that has eight runs by the fourth inning. That is much lower owned because people have Castillo in their lives. Does it happen that often? No, but it happens more often than they'll be owned. That's all that matters to me. You just play like that every day and just playing the probabilities. And one of these days you hit first, you know, you do well. Which day is that going to be? Who knows? I don't. Wasn't yesterday for me, right? Colorado plus New York. I wasn't going to have that, right? The two most likely teams to score the most points. They both got there. Well, I just don't win on those days. That's perfectly fine. Okay. Anything else in the YouTube chat before we get the hell out of here? When does the slate start? I gotta, I gotta enter these lineups, right? I pretty much just played the top projected lineups, just <laughs> from what I'm looking for. Looking to play with it, three leverage stacks, and then what's the best projection? There you go. That's all I did. Let's see what happens. So that's that those are the lineups that I will be playing. Right. I didn't just do this as an exercise. These three lineups is what I'm putting in today. So I'm still I still have reds. So don't say I don't like the reds. Just not as a five-man stack. Okie doke. So uh, tomorrow, tomorrow's crunch time. Tomorrow, these Thursdays this month, we have early slates. So we have like 1210 slates, 1210 Eastern slate. So, so this show is technically preempted, preempted, preempted by, by a free MLB crunch time at 1130 in the morning, but it's with me. So I'll be hosting. I I believe uh, Cardi's on tomorrow. Cardi or so, someone, I have to look at the schedule. So we'll just be looking at uh, the the early slate. So you're getting a, a free free crunch time show that's normally for premium members. So click on that link in the description. Get ten dollars first month of RG Premium uh, for for normal crunch time. But I mean, it's it's free. The early slate is is free tomorrow. I'll I'll still be here, just not at eleven o'clock in the morning. It'll be eleven thirty. You'll see you'll see the thumbnail. You'll see me on it. It'll say free crunch time or something or something or other on it. Uh, but that's for the next three Thursdays because we do have like early slates. There's small early slates. But similar to this, I mean, this was kind of an early slate, but not that much. Uh, and then go over it. So hopefully, hopefully my leverage stacks work out. And uh, we got a, We got an 11 game slate tonight. We'll talk about that tomorrow. And uh, hopefully be, be on time, Then time for, for casual Friday. So remember, programming note, tomorrow, Eleven thirty in the morning, free crunch time, on YouTube, same place. I'll be there also, so it's it's not going to be a game show. It's going to be MLB crunch time. Then on Friday, I'll be back normal time, eleven o'clock a.m. I'm just saying that multiple times because no matter how many times I say it, I still get messages saying you're not doing a show today, right? And it's from it's, and it's from people that listen and watch every day, so that's it's not like random people or whatever. So. You're probably, you're probably not, you're pro- the person right now that's thinking going, oh yeah, okay. There's no show tomorrow. It's 1130 crunch time. You're, by the time it's 11 o'clock in the morning, you're, you're going to, you're going to message me, ask me, why is there no show? Right. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter how many times I say it. Okay. So tomorrow, 1130 in the morning for free MLB crunch time. It'll be me or cheese or Cardi. Okay. This is the third or fourth time that I'm going to say it. Okay right? So not at 11 in the morning, right? So 11.05 in the morning, DMing me, having seven people DM me asking me if there's no show, right? Probably shouldn't happen, right? But it will. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now that 11.05, 11.10, I'm going to get about seven to 10 messages asking me that, why is there no show today? Even though I'm saying it now for the fifth time, that tomorrow, 11.30 in the morning Eastern. 11.30 in the morning Eastern. I don't know what day, if you're in Central, that's 10.30, your time. Whatever time you'd normally show up to see me, come, come a half an hour later. Actually, go to the Roto-Grinders YouTube channel. You'll see that the pregame show thumbnail isn't even there. You'll see that there's a crunch time thumbnail. There's something else. My face is there. It'll be with Cheese or Cardi or whoever's on the schedule. I believe it's tomorrow. You'll see there, and then we'll be talking about the early slate. Okay, so no pregame show, because you won't see a pregame show thumbnail, right? You won't see it there. So you have to know something's up, right? So you go to the Roto-Grinders YouTube channel, and you see, oh, there's a show at 1130. It's free crunch time. It's kind of like the the five times that he said it, the show that I listened to yesterday, right? So that's 1130 in the morning, right? Not 11 o'clock in the morning. 1130, it'll show on the thumbnail. Actually, on YouTube, it'll show. It'll say 11.30 a.m. So whatever your local time is, what time the show is, right? You don't have to ask me. So like at 11.10, when you DM me and say, why is there no show at 11 o'clock? Now I'm giving, here's a resource on how to know what time the show is. It'll say it, it'll say it on the YouTube channel, right? Especially when I already mentioned it it's for the sixth time already for, for, for at the end of the show, okay? So I will see you when, when people, when will I see you? I will see you tomorrow at 1130 Eastern for crime, not the DFS pregame show on rotogrinders.com.